Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Straight Talk Radio, where we discuss business, politics, and culture. I'm your host, Donya Keating, live in the Seattle area today at 3 p.m. Pacific Time on Thursday, uh, September 18th. Listeners, if you're out there today, um, dial 646-378-0261 to chime in, and make sure you press 1 on your keypad so uh, we know you're ready to speak. This afternoon, we are featuring someone very special. Uh, it's uh, former U.S. Ambassador Ed Wolf, who's also an attorney and candidate for the Kitsap County Commissioner District 3 position. And we are going to talk about uh, 21st century leadership and balanced leadership and what that looks like and, and some of the things that uh, he wants to discuss regarding uh, his pending leadership with our county. Welcome, Ed. Are you out there? I am, Donya, and anyone else is listening. Thank you. Well, thanks for coming, and uh, let's jump right in. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Give us a brief background of some of the things you've done. Starting um, serving in the Reagan administration uh, in the 80s for 10, 11 years, the first Bush administration, I was U.S. Ambassador for Oceans and and, uh, Fisheries Matters. Um, Spent, uh, as I said, 11 years there. Um, negotiated a treaty called the Pacific Salmon Treaty between the U.S. and Canada during that period. It was part of that negotiation. And that brought me to Seattle. Came out to Seattle, met all the tribes uh, from three states and uh, the governors and fell in love with the area and decided, you know, this is where I'd like to spend the rest of my life. And we've been here for since 1991. Don't make me do the math. 1991. <laughs> okay. Now I'm a... Uh, uh, go, ahead. go ahead. No, no, you keep going, keep going. I'm a private lawyer uh, uh, with, a, with a general practice in Kitsap County. Uh, I'm a, uh, a private sector small business employee or employer. Uh, the um, general practice in Kitsap County. Second largest employer in the county, by the way, is, is private sector, and, and that's, who, uh, that's who I am. 17 years doing this here. Mhm. And so you, what made you decide to run for this particular office? I mean, have you served other than this? And you, you talked about the administration, but didn't you serve as a judge here as well? Or well, I for many years, five or six, seven years, I served as a pro tem judge in most of the communities in in uh, Kitsap County. I'm not doing that anymore. Uh, one of the the principal reasons I ran is that number one, I don't need a job, and I doing fine with my practice, don't need a uh, a title, and I, at this stage of my career, I'm not interested in 
another political step, if you will. But I looked around the county and I saw uh, a tremendous need to bring back balance. And what do I, to the commission, to the county commission, what do I mean by bring back balance? I believe it's time for a change, a fresh voice, a new set of eyes on the county commission. It comes to a shock, but there's a shock to a lot of people when I tell them that the last elected Republican was in 2004, and that was Senator Jan Angel when she was a county commissioner. So for 10 years, we've had uh, one mindset, um, uh, one group of uh, individuals with a Democratic bent that uh, have made all the decisions in our county. I'm a moderate. I'm a uh, centrist, and I believe in working from the middle with both sides, as I did with the State Department uh, with over 40, 40 international agreements or treaties that I negotiated. So that's the principal reason that I'm running, to bring back balance to Kitsap County. Um, and uh, that's what I believe. Now, we we actually, we absolutely live in a fractious and increasingly toxic uh, part society and partisan. And you have a great deal of cross-aisle appeal. I mean, you've received, like you said, nearly 54% of the vote for Central Kitsap County Commissioner and in the primary election, which was the first time a Republican has received more than 52% in the County Commissioner primary race since 2002. And it also happens to be, like we said before, you know, the last year a Republican, which happened to be Patty Lent, was elected to the seat with 52.2% in her primary race. So, I mean, why do you believe, other than the fact that you obviously have cross-aisle appeal and you're a moderate, why do you believe in terms of principles and strengths and insights and issues that you receive this level of support? I think, Donia, I've received their support, at least in the primary, uh, of a bipartisan nature from Democrats and Republicans for a couple of different reasons reasons. One, anyone can check my record and see that, uh, as I said, I've worked with McCain, I've worked with uh, Rob McKenna, I chaired his campaign in our county and we won in Kitsap County, and I've worked with Norm Dix and and supported Norm Dix and worked with Derek Kilmer and support Derek Kilmer. Uh, This bipartisanship, I believe, it's an overused word, but we need to get back to that. And I've got two de- decades of working across party lines, not just politically, but uh, helping found the Boys and Girls Club here in Bremerton. Uh, Congressman Kilmer and uh, Congressman Dix were instrumental in helping us bring this Boys and Girls Club to Bremerton. Um, I believe that uh, being a, a civic-minded centrist uh, is where the county commission needs to be with at least one of us right now. Uh, and that's what's going to happen when I'm elected. I'm going to work with people across party aisles. If I can work with Russia and China and negotiate treaties and sign treaties uh, with uh, many other nations, I can certainly sit down and work across party lines with county commissioners in Kitsap County. And, you know, I've just seen some of the comments coming through that were funneling over to me on the chat, and it says, you know, someone was saying that it's not just about uh, electing a Republican and that, you know, running an office or making sure that you take care of the county is uh, a bigger task than just focusing on who's a Republican or a Democrat. And I would say, sure, there's some validity to that. Um, But the reality that we live in in this world is that there are some perspectives that come from being on one side or the other, and 
you know, the way that this county votes and the way that we are, we're 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 not uh, just a slam dunk in terms of everyone thinking the same way. And sometimes, if you if you're dominated by a party, I don't care if it's a Republican or a Democratic party, if you're dominated by that. Um, in a certain region, then sometimes it's the feeling that people aren't being heard, other people aren't being heard, their perspective is not being incorporated. So um, I, I definitely think that you're bringing balance back um, as an intention and as a, a part of your campaign is a very valid message that people need to really uh, look at and try to understand what you're saying beyond just looking at the DNR label. May, may I comment on that, please? May I comment on that, don't you? Oh, absolutely. This is your show. Some balance. The, the the commissioners, they're not bad people. I, uh, they're they're good people, but I think the balance has been lost as it relates to debating issues. And I have to say, and many of my Republican friends may not like me to say this, but I wouldn't want to see three Republicans running a county commission, a state uh, running the state or federal for ten years. Uh-huh. I think there needs to be someone at the table that says, wait a second, pause, let's wait, let's think this through. Um, uh, sometimes we have, we've had recently here what I consider a civil liberties issue with this Title V uh, proposal from our community development, and I won't get in the weeds on that. But someone needs to say, let's take a look at this legally, and let's, uh, not just with our prosecutor's office, uh, the commissioner's lawyers, but let's take a pause and make sure this is the right thing for our whole county before we move forward and s- expend resources of, uh, of people and, and, and money. You brought up an interesting point, um, you know, the legal background. And so if you look at our political landscape, from especially from the national level, you will see it break down historically where the Democrats have been former attorneys. And the Republicans have been in the private sector as business people. And that's changing, obviously. I mean, you have a little bit of both um, now. But that has primarily been how it's broken down at that level. And I I think that beyond the uh, R&D issue, it's very important uh, when you're running a government to understand law to understand policy, to understand the implications of that, to understand the process, to understand what can and can't happen. And on the other hand of that, you know, just like you're saying, I think that business and understanding how a business runs and the accountability that comes with that versus some of the entrenchment um, of government infrastructure, I think that those two actually do balance one another. So I'm going to ask you a question now as you brought up the um, some of the interests or issues. Your website and your Facebook page mentioned protecting the military jobs in the community and bringing a balanced approach to preserving our environment while growing our economy. Now, obviously, that's a big argument out there, and it breaks down along party lines. But what are some of the potential issues on the table as you see them and your proposed strategies for achieving this type of a, a balance? Well, cer- certainly, Tony, uh, there's always the possibility of uh, a base realignment or a base closure. It may not pending be pending this year, but you know, we need to keep our eyes open that our, our facilities, our military facilities, all of them in Kitsap County are strong, and, uh, and the work is coming back from Washington, D.C. for Bangor, for Keyport, for Puget Sound Naval Base, uh, Naval Shipyard. We need to make sure that I I'm a veteran. I uh, I don't know if you said that. Or not. I'm a veteran, and I was the last, if not one of the last, if not the last draft 
in the U.S. Army. Um, uh, served my country with honor. I, uh, after the draft, I went to school on the GI Bill Law School, and, and then President Reagan asked me to be a U.S. Ambassador in the early 80s and serve as Deputy Assistant Secretary of State. Getting back to your question, I don't want to get too far away. Obviously, the federal government is the lead for anything that has to do with the military. There's no question about that. I think our county needs to be a reliable partner with the federal government uh, with regard to retired, active duty issues. Uh, my diversity of experience, uh, part of this being a veteran, I think brings this to the county, and I think I would be the only uh, serving veteran, I could be wrong, I don't think my uh, my opponent is, is a veteran, um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I think I'd be the only veteran serving. Watching over, at least from my vantage point, my experience over active duty in the military. And I would add that we have an organization in the county called the Puget Sound Naval Bases Association, PSNBA. It's been around since the 40s. It goes back, the organization goes back to Washington, D.C., meets with the chief of naval, CNO, and meets with senators and congressmen to make sure we keep bringing business back to our military installations here. I was the president of that organization, still involved in that organization. My wife uh, was also a president of that organization, so we have some ties to the military in our county, and, uh, and I feel very strongly about that. So let's talk about the environment for a moment, because this, as you know, I mean, it's beautiful here. I don't know, you know where some of the listeners are from. We, we get them from all over the world, actually. But this is a very beautiful part of the world, and it's a very natural part of the world. And, and so it attracts people here who are um, stewards. They, they are very outdoorsy. They do a lot of kayaking. They're on the water. They're sailors. They're boaters. They're hikers. Um, and so we really care about the environment. Ironically, we're up close, you know, relatively close to Alaska, where there's kind of a, um, you know, the oil thing. And so it's really kind of an interesting thing. But there is usually some type of a fight between uh, sides regarding how to best preserve our environment and still at the same time um, grow our economy in a smart way by working with business. So how would you uh, work with those two sides to bridge them? That's a very good question. Well, I'll start out with bringing back balance to the County Commission. Um, with regard to the environment, my wife and I moved to Kitsap County um, 17 years ago from Seattle for that being one of the principal reasons, the 700 miles, and don't quote me on that, of coastline, uh, we were blessed to live on the water. Uh, we, we sail, we kayak, it's kayaking this week, backpack, uh, going on an overnight backpacking trip in the next three or four days, taking off from doorbelling, taking off from uh, knocking on doors and making phone calls. But I've got to have that balance, even in my personal life. And I believe in my heart of hearts, that we can balance the environment and protect our pristine world here, pristine environmental world here, and still have economic development. We can balance those two. And I'm committed to, uh, when I look out my door and I see the Olympic Mountains that I've climbed, or I've climbed Mount Rainier or Mount Baker, I've climbed those areas, and I see those beautiful things, I want them to stay. 
and uh, I'll be the number one person standing up there to protect our environment here and everywhere for that matter. But we can have that balance. We can have economic development um, with balancing the, uh, uh, the environmental, the environment. So I just had a question come through that said um, that we're talking about balance, but that you are just one vote and that you are still in the minority. Uh, if you were elected, uh, there would still be two Democrats and you. So what would you do? Um, there's no, there's no um, you know, sample case scenario here, but basically the question is what would you do if there was a position about which you felt strongly that was in the benefit or, or for the benefit of the region, and you had to convince one or both of your other commissioners to uh, side with you, what would be some of your approaches? Believe it or not, that's I think that's the first time I've gotten that question. Um, one of the the issues that I have with the Kitsap County Commission today is lack of transparency. Things seem hmm. to happen, and I read the papers regularly. Things seem to happen that uh, many of the public uh, does not know about. Um, it's a good question, and I would be uh, someone at the table to begin with, someone that would make sure that there are issues that issues that develop that I think the public should know about. I'm going to get those out on the table, and I'll go back to my leadership uh, my leadership experience. Whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, you know I, I've worked in all three branches of government. Uh, I've got diversity of experience. Um, I'm a moderate. I'm civic-minded. Uh, my goal would be to be at the table to say, okay, let's pause before we rule and change the code. Let's pause before we take this action that's going to affect our our citizens. So I would be more than a placeholder. I would be making sure that uh, I was working towards whatever I believed in, but it would get out to all of the citizens and would have a, a transparent government in that regard. And I just had another question come through, which is actually a Bainbridge question, because obviously if you're elected, then you're, you're a county commissioner for um, the central region, but obviously your decisions also impact countywide. Um, there was a, it still is an issue here, the Wisconsin development. It's on 305 and High School Road, and some that trees was a were cut down. I'm not sure. Repeat that, please. Yeah, it's, it's on Highway 305 and, um, and uh, High School Road okay. in, on Bainbridge Island. And so it, it's actually, it was zoned commercial. And now there's a the Visconti uh, group. They're coming in to develop that property. A lot of trees were cut down. There were some protests there. There was someone that came in and, and grabbed national headlines by you know s staying up in a tree and so forth. So the long story short is that um, those trees are now gone, and they're developing that area. And so there's still some back and forth here regarding the comprehensive code and why they allowed certain things to happen with that property and, and what kind of control as residents people should be able to have over what a commercial entity does with their property once they purchase it. And what type of advice or, or bridging or balance would you bring to that type of discussion? I'm not familiar with the... Uh, the the issue other than reading in the the Kitsap Sun about the um, I think the young lady that was in the tree and why she was doing that um, we we need open areas we need parks we need uh, places to take our mountain bikes we need trails 
I, I, my, my record speaks for, for itself that those are very important parts of my wife's and my personal life here now. We also have something coming up called the Comprehensive Plan Amendments to review of our Comprehensive Plan in 2016. And part of that plan controls everything that we do. It's not just uh, open space areas, the trails. It involves our our health. It involves our safety. It, it involves anything that we do in the county, our roads, uh, the water. It involves everything. And we need to make sure with the open space issues that, uh, that develop that we can fund and maintain those open spaces. And I think you're moving towards developing the developers, uh, the, the callers is uh, referring to the development side of this and balancing that. Now, I'm, I'm blessed to have, well, blessed is probably the wrong word, but uh, <laughs> I've, I've been endorsed by the Kitsap Realtors Association. I've been endorsed by uh, the Home Builders Association uh, on the business side, but I've also been endorsed by the Sheriff's Deputy Guild and the Machinist Union Aerospace Workers local at the shipyard. So I've got a balance of, of both sides. I'm not sure that the, the, the unions have ever endorsed a, a uh, Republican, but uh, I'm also quite proud that the Suquamish tribe uh, has been uh, generous to me in, in their contribution. So answer that question. I need to understand the problem. I, as a lawyer, I'd look at the issue, I'd research it and study it. But uh, my job would bring would be to bring the stakeholders, all of them together, and the citizens, before any decision was made. And I hope I didn't cop out on that answer, but that's what I feel. Well, I think that's sort of uh, some of the stuff that we're hearing about, um, and that's what some of the chats are, are saying here. There is a conversation. There is a perception that certain things weren't done as transparently, and then you've already talked about being very much a proponent of that and encouraging that and making sure that the public is involved in those types of, of issues and, and looking at the law and the regulatory uh, information and making sure that you know it, it serves the interest of of you know the community frankly so um but not stepping on the rights or the uh, responsibilities of businesses or commercial entities that have those properties and they want to use them to, within reason as they see fit so another those question just came through needs, about it those type of zoning needs that I think the caller referenced they needed they need to be decided in that comprehensive plan amendment process that's ongoing in Kitsap County right now uh, the mm -hmm. Department of Community Development has started their their process for the 2016 amendments. To me, that's one of one of the more important uh, responsibilities of a Kitsap County Commissioner is is working on this comprehensive plan as as it'll affect all of our lives, everything we do. Uh, of course, a commissioner is uh, primarily concerned with the budget, with our all of the offices, the prosecutor, the sheriff, every, every the Department of Community Development. Health district. We we need to concentrate on the budgets for all those, but uh, directly that question I think would go to the the whole comprehensive plan process that is upon review right now for amendments in 2016. So, and the, this is the 21st century. Obviously, we all we all know that, and uh, so we've got innovation, technology, education. They're all intertwined, and it's it's absolutely a roadmap for our future sustainability. And and 
pretty much the same ways that we're talking about our, you know, our, our natural offerings. Uh, and so many regions and states and nations are attempting to keep up, and they're trying to remain globally competitive. And obviously, so are we. So what are your thoughts on how we can position ourselves in Kitsap um, while uh, playing a role with you know, innovation, technology, education, and what we can do to position ourselves there? Position ourselves dealing with with the state and the federal government, or position ourselves with industry, or all of the above. All of the above, really, because there's a whole innovative climate that's out there that incorporates think, technology and education and STEM. And you know, what, how, what do we do? What What is your position on that? Was my uh, the first thing that was going to come out of my mouth that we need to to redouble our efforts with the whole um, STEM program. Science, technology, technology, engineering, math. We need to, to redouble all of those efforts. To to me, to make sure we help keep our kids in the county and not go and look for other jobs. Um, my background, because as I mentioned, I've spent a good part of my life in Washington D.C. in different capacities with the Department of Commerce, Department of State, and then private firm. My my uh, my reach goes beyond. Um, the state in Olympia, um, I, I would certainly, if I felt it was necessary, want to meet with whatever the agency might be, education, health, uh, in in uh, Washington, D.C., uh, to make sure that we were in the loop. And working closely, I might add, with, with our state and our federal representatives. As I said before, I've supported Derek Kilmer. Uh, in the past, I've supported uh, Norm Dix when he was in Congress. Uh, we have some good leaders, and I would be in touch with all of them to make sure that we knew what was available to Kitsap County residents with regard to keeping up with technology. I represent technology companies in my law practice. You know, we, as one of the companies has uh, been here for 20, 20 years uh, doing business with the government. So. My connections is the wrong word. My ability to to reach out to other segments of the industry and government, uh, I believe, could be helpful to the county. Yeah, but you know, and it's 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 definitely a connection. But I think you were probably referring to. I mean, I'm not going to name your clients, but I do know that there is one that I like um, that we've known their CEOs for quite a while, and that's Paladin Data Systems. And it goes to the point that I'm making regarding technology in government because they have actually created tools that are designed to make government more efficient and consequently to trickle down into um, you know, the users and the residents and, and citizens here so that their lives are easier when they're interacting with government, whether it's for paying bills, whether it's for being able to get in touch with government, whether it's able, you know, you're able to find out what they're doing and make sure that you're in the information loop. You know, those things are very important. So it's, it's really your background uh, in that with clients and, and, and negotiating on their behalf is, is very helpful, I believe, um, to the county. I believe you're right. Thank you. You're welcome. So it looks like uh, this was uh, relatively painless, and the time has run out as far as I am told here. So I want to take a moment to thank Ed and all who tuned in and participated today. You can find this broadcast as a podcast at the site you're using right now or on Facebook at backslash STR8 Talk Radio. Be sure to like us there follow us here. 
Next week, we're opening up the floodgates. We're going to have a two-hour live broadcast about political correctness and whether it's setting America on a path to social Marxism, as some people have claimed. So it should be interesting. Until then, this is your host, Don't Cheating, signing off at 3.30 p.m. Pacific Time on Thursday, September 18th. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.